Hello, welcome back. So I've gone down the rabbit hole of looking up stuff about myself. Myself being like my mental health. In particular, ADHD. My uh, my godmother's daughter has ADHD too. Uh, my one friend is ADHD. A lot of my friends actually have ADHD and I kind of went down the rabbit hole of looking up on Google, stuff about ADHD, you know, symptoms, uh, certain things that we say, things that we do, why we act the way that they do, the way that they do, the way that we do. And I came across a very sort of heartbreaking article just out of nowhere on MedPage. And there was a study done on children, college students and high school, I believe. Actually, no, most of these people were around 11, but the it looks like the picture on this article is like in college, but I don't know. And they've, in this study, there was 134 childhood suicide cases. And 80% of them had ADHD as the main cause of suicide. Other than being... I couldn't even, I can't even really see what else. A lot of it was mental health, but the most common was ADHD. About 24% of those kids that had committed suicide from ADHD had reported previous suicidal attempts with one actually having um, suicidal intentions when they were five years old. I mean, that's actually insane. And all these people had multiple suicide attempts. I mean, for me, like growing up with ADHD, I've had a lot of cases where I've had this happen and I've not, I haven't really told many people I mean, I've told people, like, like my mom that sometimes knows. I don't even think she knows that much. Like, I've, I've kept it pretty much to myself for a long time. And people think, oh, well, you have ADHD. Oh, you must be hyper. You must be happy all the time. Like, you must be bouncing off the walls. Well, that is 100% definitely, definitely not true. People with ADHD aren't always the most, you know, brightest people in the room. In fact, sometimes we don't even bother paying attention to the, what's going on in the room. Uh, we tend to do stupid things like act without thinking first, aka pretty much doing stuff impulsively. Like sometimes when I try and fit in with people, you know, like, you know, everyone's busting each other's chops, I'll say something like along the lines and it's pretty much cross the line. It's like, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. That's too far. 
but they don't understand. Like I didn't, I didn't mean to say it. I just said what came to my mind and didn't even stop to think about it. But anyway, going back to this, um, a lot of it actually had to. A lot of these kids had a prominent theme of dealing with family, and a lot of them were living with single parent homes, or sometimes uh, blended families, or even with other um, relatives, or or maybe even adopted. And obviously, with dealing with the anxiety that comes with ADHD, just from the fact that parents are fighting if it's a if it's a two two parent house. I mean, whenever whenever something traumatic happens with with people like us, by us I mean obviously ADHD people, we tend to take it very seriously, and it and it really affects us more than you may think. It affects the people that are actually involved with the situation. We take it to heart. We take a lot of things personally. A lot of a lot of things that are out of our discretion, they can still affect us. Parents fighting all the time. The more they fight, the more that they go at it, I mean, we tend to think that it's our fault. We think that, you know, well, what are we going to do? What what did we do to cause this? Even if they're just like, you know, in the usual, maybe one, maybe one parent's like, you know, cheating or something like that. It, it don't matter to us. We, we still take it to heart. Really to heart. But anyway, I mean, just reading this whole thing alone, it's just very shocking that a lot of these kids have pretty much gone on as being completely misunderstood. And I still, to this day, have never been understood with how my ADHD works. The most common thing, like I said before, is everybody just thinks, oh, well, you're just a hyperactive kid that just talks and talks and talks and talks. Like, for example, I haven't done this in a while, the, the podcasting stuff. People are like, oh, well, what do you mean? No, you can't do that. Sometimes my brain just, just, just doesn't want to do it. Sometimes it really just... Like, doing this was actually sort of like an impulse. I had it in my head, and I said, hey, maybe I'll do it. And I said, ah, you know what, screw it, I'll do it. But little did I realize, you know, hey, I should think this through first and have to actually you know, invest time and effort into it. Because if people actually listen, you know, they want more material. They don't just want to, you know, keep begging you for it. They actually want you to do more stuff. Like people on my team, my cross-country team, like we had sort of like little icebreakers at, at um one of the, one of my teammates' houses. And, you know, like we were talking about like our summer, like, you know, what we did. Like maybe our jobs that we had, and then like the one guy like said, "Hey, well, how's your podcast going? Like, come on, you get, you have to get on it." And I'm like, "Well, I'm, I want to get more to the major. Like, I, I kind of like. I mean, it's true, I do want to do that, but like the thing is, it's like a part of me just feels like maybe I should have just waited to do this. 
because now it's like I put it on myself. It's another thing that people can, you know, just keep going at me for. Nothing against them. I mean, they're just, you know, they're, they're trying to brighten my spirits. Speaking of brightened spirits, I mean, it's kind of tough having when someone that you love a lot is about a thousand miles away from you for four more months. It, it's really taking a toll on me mentally. Like, I may look like on the surface that I am very happy all the time, but my separation anxiety is just absolutely through the roof. I constantly have, like, outbursts a lot that I don't mean to have. And sometimes I actually take it out on my teammates, and I feel bad. I say stuff that I shouldn't, I cross lines that I shouldn't, and it's... It's kind of my fault. I'm not going to blame ADHD for everything that I do. Some of it is actually my fault. But pretty much this for me is just like, this is kind of me kind of spreading the idea that, you know, hey, ADHD is not just something that people just look at and say, okay, well, there's nothing really much wrong with it. No, there is. The fact that all these kids have been committing suicide. Now this this thing was released on my dad's birthday, which is July twenty seventh. So these numbers could have easily staggered or could have easily risen since then. But this this thing is pretty this episode is pretty much just me getting the idea of hey, if someone has like a mental disability and they may say things and do things that are that seem abnormal to you. Try to understand more about them. Because like us people with ADHD, we, we sometimes feel like we're misunderstood. We feel like, you know, we, we have to try to fit in when really we can just, you know, ease our way. And we don't have to just jump the gun right away and do something that we would nor- wouldn't normally do or want to do. Say things we wouldn't want to say. Because if, if, if you have somebody that has a mental disability... You, you may not know what they're going through with their symptoms. If somebody has a lot of anxiety, help them out. You know, lend a hand out for them. Say, hey, do you need someone to talk to? Do you need something to get your mind off all this stuff that's going on? Like, do you need help? Don't just, you know... Obviously, you want to befriend them. I would befriend them because if you don't befriend them, <laughs> that's kind of a bad sign. You don't want to do that. You don't want to, you know, just make them feel like they don't belong. Make them feel like they're understood. Learn more about them. Like, I'm not saying, you know, read like an entire scholar not article that's like, 10 pages about one person's uh, disability. I'm just saying, just try to understand them more. Maybe look up things that you may really have never heard about. Like how people with AD, people that don't have ADHD don't know that people with ADHD tend to really, really forget things a lot. Our brain forgets a lot. If we're not reminded, if we can't see what's being, what our reminder is, like I put reminders on my phone a lot, a lot of times. 
And if I don't do that, it's a problem. I will easily forget what it is. If, say, I have an appointment, if I don't set a reminder, I will forget that appointment. You can tell me, in t- you can tell me like a minute ago that, you know, if I never met you, like, hey, my name's, I don't know, Mark. I can literally be away for five minutes, come back and say, uh, hey, uh, what's your, hey, what's your name? They're like, I literally said my name's Mark. It happens. So this is a pretty brief episode. I just felt like this article really, really touched my, touched me in a different way because, you know, I've had ADHD my whole life since I was born. And I didn't realize just the, the gravity of it when it comes to with how children feel with, you know, their everyday lives. Like, I never thought that this would be one of the most common ways that people choose to commit suicide. I mean, that's, it's horrible. I, honestly, I am appalled and completely in shock. I am shocked. A part of me feels like maybe it's that Sometimes when it's when like the QTHD doesn't seem to listen, like they may doze off like we easily do. Maybe they don't like we don't follow discrete uh, directions. Sometimes we don't finish tasks. We make our, our closest friends feel like we're not actually listening to them and like we doze off. Maybe like, you know, we feel like untrustworthy because we because we easily lose things and we can forget like stuff that we're supposed to do for during the day. I, I feel like most kids, because at a young age, kids, they make fun of each other. Like, growing up, I probably rubbed people the wrong way, and I didn't mean to. Like, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I should have known better. But I feel like as a kid, like, a lot of insults that are not understood, like especially with ADHD, with being inattentive and, you know, obviously being hyperactive, everybody knows that. It makes them feel like an imposter, like they don't belong. That's what imposter disorder is. You feel like you're not your actual self. It's like, it's pretty much like an internal experience of, you believe that you are not as competent as other people around you because that's how people perceive you. Like you're just in a, like you don't belong. And that often leads to a lot of lack of self-esteem. And I think that might be what maybe leads to it. Sorry about the if if you heard that in the back. I don't know. My my windows are up because it's very hot in this room in my apartment. Anyway, this was this was not scripted. I had literally just opened the article like maybe twenty minutes ago, and like sped read it. And yeah, just make sure you know all about your friends that 
especially if they have like a mental disability, especially ADHD, if they're really young. If you know someone young with ADHD, because this is a very chilling topic. Suicide is a very, very important topic. It is crucial when it comes to mental health. And for me, like, I, I like to learn a lot about mental health because I have a mental disorder. And a very misunderstood mental health disorder. So anyway, thank you for listening.